Hello, and welcome to another episode of This Old Sword. In today's episode, we're going to continue our series of paper bullets, pulling out random notes from my pocket and trying to pay down my idea debt by getting them out of my brain so that other people can use them and freeing up creative energy. Hope you enjoy the show today. We'll be talking about two different things, but I'll get into that in just a minute. Thank you for turning into the second Paper Bullets podcast. Um, I expect this series to go on for a while. I, like I've mentioned before, I have several notebooks and at least 20 notes I have in my pocket at any given time. As I mentioned earlier, if you've read Paper Pills by, uh, that's inside of the book Winesburg, Ohio, you'll completely understand where I'm coming from. Although I am hoping I am not that person that just throws them at people and grouses off into the distance. Anyway, the, the first note in my pocket today simply says, High Stepper Breaks. And that may sound a little strange, but the idea was um, a hydraulic braking system for a World War I or World War II era mech. World War I sounds cooler to me, and yes, I have played the board game Scythe once. Because I know it features kind of World War One-ish mechs, but World War Two mechs make more sense to me uh, for materials available and things like that. But the high stepper brake basically has an extra lever arm that then connects to another lever lever arm, so that in a short amount of space you multiply the lever arm. Uh, this you multiply the advantage that you gain by essentially a double length level lever arm i tried to sketch it but i cannot draw and it probably could not exist in the real world but that was the idea is that the mech was tall and so in order to be able to break this very heavy thing to slow it down and to ultimately get it to stop that the hydraulic brakes would have to have a lot of mechanical advantage because the fluid in the brakes would have to be very viscous to be able to stop all this mass all at once. Uh, I and you know I even thought, well, what about air brakes? But air brakes weren't invented till later, if I'm not mistaken, like tractor trailers use. So high stepper motors, high stepper brakes. I'm sorry, was the idea for a World War One, World War Two mech type of game. The second idea in my pocket. Uh, simply says Microlite 20 and Instant Game. Instant Game is a PDF I found online and essentially to play the game you roll randomly for a setting you roll randomly for character attributes and then you roll the characters. Essentially the entire game then goes as rolling 3d6 versus a target number if you exceed the number you succeed the idea being anything that's average would be a uh, 14 no wait uh, I'm, I'm not looking at the pdf so i apologize i have the number wrong but you get the idea that the middle of the bell curve would be the average and as you go out certain number of sigmas that gives you higher level of difficulty the pdf doesn't mention sigmas that's just me um, again spreadsheets love spreadsheets 
um, and normal curves and normalization. And I use that in making football cards, but that's a story for another time. Suffice it to say, the idea was to use the engine for creating settings from this instant game PDF because it covers everything from prehistoric times to future dystopia to, you know, anything in between. One of the games that I had rolled up with it was Boston 1770s um, War and Supers were the three descriptors. And so I had worked on and wrote a couple of blog posts about um, about two or three years into the Revolutionary War, we have sort of Golden Age level supers appear on the scene. Uh, the most notable one being Union Jack, uh, the British super, who walks into battle with holding a cannon and is essentially bulletproof, and yet, for fear of him succumbing to a hail of bullets, is woefully underutilized by the British. Um, and, and, of course, the American supers are a little bit more subtle. Uh, but anyway, the, 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 the idea was that uh, using those three descriptors to make a setting using Microlight 20, and then putting out a, just these settings once every two weeks... And then if people like the game, could develop it in more detail using a more a crunchier rule system than Microlite 20. But that was the idea. And I still may do that, but uh, I haven't rolled on the tables recently. But it seemed like a really good idea. So why Microlite 20? In the heyday of Microlite 20, uh, when it was first released, there was a man named that went under the handle of Darth Sestual, made a lot of supplements. Um, I did a couple too. I did some work on a Conan supplement. I did a Psionic supplement until someone published theirs first, and theirs was frankly uh, better than mine. So I didn't. So I just put mine out there too and said, "Feel free to add on if you want." But point being, there were uh, spaceship mods that were added to it. Uh, a mech mod, uh, all kinds of fantasy character classes, Pathfinder versions of Microlite 20. There's now a 5th edition of Microlite 20 that mirrors the 5th edition. I was the first one to write one, but I tried to make it more like Microlite 20. Um, this other person who's written it, it makes it more like 5th edition. But in any case, Microlite 20 would just be this bare-bones game to make whatever setting you needed taking advantage of modules that other people had already written and putting them together and then writing a little bit of fluff to tie this, uh, the setting together. So, you know, that was the basic idea. So, again, the two ideas were the High Stepper Break, a World War One or World War Two mecha-type game. The High Stepper Break um, was supposed to describe this very powerful hydraulic brake and mechs that tended to be taller and thinner than maybe broader like your traditional battle tech type stuff. Uh, the second one was Microlite 20 in Instant Game using a free PDF 
that allows you to generate interesting settings and using Microlite 20 to flesh that out a little bit to create games every couple weeks or so. So those are my ideas. Uh, if you make use of them, feel free to let me know. You don't have to, but I'd really like to know. And uh, as always, thank you for listening. I really do appreciate it and appreciate all the encouragement from others. Before I sign off, I want to go ahead and um, add in some of the voicemails. It's been a while, but I don't have that many voicemails to add in. Thank you for everyone that leaves me a message. Uh, again, thank you for the encouragement. I know I've been rather erratic with episodes, but I really do appreciate the community I found. I really wish I could be more active on the Discord, but I just am not able to right now, so I feel like I'm missing out on a lot of discussions. But uh, guys, keep it up. Thanks for the encouragement. And uh, here are some messages from friends. Hey, John, it's Ivy the Happy Whisk. I just listened to your first podcast, and I don't think you sound pretentious at all. So keep it going, and I'll catch you in the next one. Whisk out. Thanks, Ivy. Um, glad I don't sound pretentious. I always worry about that. Mainly because you know, when you start off as a math major and then you switch to medieval British literature non-Chaucer and then you take Chaucer and you attend the class under protest and you drink Coca-Cola out of a brandy snifter, I tend to worry that I'm going to revert to my an, a younger version of myself from 30 years ago and be this pretentious snot. So I appreciate the, the encouragement. Um... I do like seeing your post on MeWe, and, uh, you know, I've learned to cook as an adult. And, like, I just made a bunch of Indian food last weekend and some Dal Wat, and, um, you know, if I could make Inertia bread, I would, because that is the best sourdough-type bread in existence, and it's gluten-free. I'm not gluten-free anymore, but it tastes good whether you're gluten-free or not. Anyway... Um, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy the rest of the episodes and uh, hopefully hear from you again soon. It's called Injera. I have no idea why I keep calling it Injera but it's, or, or other things. Energia. I keep calling it Energia for some reason. I have no idea why. It's Injera bread. It comes from Ethiopia. It's spongy, it's sourdough. You have to let it ferment for a couple of days to make it properly. It is absolutely awesome. If you've never been to an Ethiopian restaurant, go to one. Uh, there's a very good one here in town that is absolutely awesome. But anyway, um, and for those that wonder, the uh, Indian food I made was a vindaloo um, and uh, tikka masala. Both were chicken. Um, if I ever make any money... Uh, off of my hobbies, then maybe I'll upgrade to lamb. But until then, everything's going to be chicken. Uh, anyway, uh, take care, everyone. See you next time. Thank you for letting me put in these corrections. Well, that concludes this podcast on the paper bullets. Again, if you find anything you find useful, let me know, uh, especially if you're able to use it in a game. Also, if for some reason this kind of strikes you as, hey, John, where are you going to take this? Let me know, and I'll see if I can take it somewhere. But as always, uh, we can always collaborate, and we can make something together, which would be really awesome. So everyone take care, and see you soon.